Are you ready? Power. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm building an alliance. God bless the internet. Okay, let's party. It's showtime. It's time for the Alliance Guys Podcast, with your hosts Kevin Frazier, Jaden, DKM, and Jay Cal. What is up, guys? I, uh, if I was a better... What's going on here? What is going on? Everything's gone to shit all of a sudden. Uh, well, this is the Alliance Guys Podcast, I promise, uh... It's a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information. Uh, Screen should be a... What is going on? Hey, Carrie. Uh, Carrie's on the show with us. Give me just a second here, Mr. Carrie Morton. I'll figure out why my my, uh, screen is acting all wonky-donky here. Um, It's all black, and you know, once you go black, you can never go back. Sure. Oh man, this is uh, there we go. There it is. There it is. That handsome son of a gun. Referring to myself, that handsome son of a gun. Jeez, yeah. Look at, I mean, look at you're out. You're 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 freaking living the life. You're out on the lake, man. I you got matches coming up, brother. What are you doing out on the lake? Listen, Billy pays me a lot of money, so I can just hang out at the lake. (laughs) I mean, nah, to be fair, I'm here at the lake. Uh, Seeing a little karaoke. I got a little boat over this way, a uh, little place here, uh, recently purchased. So life is good. Life is cool right now. Feeling good. I got a sponsored T-shirt on right here called The Breakfast Club. You guys can see this gorgeous, lovely-looking shirt. Only for the champ. It's custom-made for the champ. Anyways, doing good, gentlemen. How are we doing? You guys all right? Yeah, we're doing good, man. And and uh, it, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Obviously, uh, you know, I was out there in Mexico City, got to hang out with you just for a, a few minutes out there uh, at the Mecca Wolf concert. That was our Monster Wolf concert. That was pretty cool. And and uh, got to hang out with you just for a few minutes. But um, uh, you're somebody who I wanted to have on this podcast for a while. And, and lots of reasons why, man. The connections to the past. Obviously, your pops is a former World Junior Heavyweight Champion, a multi-time tag team champion hell he's held those tag titles 
uh, almost every decade from the seventies until, until now. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible when you think about it. And then, you know, your history, your connection with the NWA. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, I mean, of course you grew up in the business. Of course we know that, but the time that you spent in Smoky Mountain, now innovative uh, wrestling uh, with, with uh, Tony Givens. I mean, you were in those locker rooms with guys like uh, Chase Stevens, Matt Sigmund. Uh, you got to, to, to be a part of this whole wrestling thing long before you actually stepped in the ring. Can you tell us, what it was like growing up in Bristol. I mean, Tony Gibbons was on this podcast and he said like, you're, you're now like the most famous name that lives in Bristol, Tennessee. <laughs> it's true. And Tony's not wrong there. I am the most famous name that lives in Bristol, Tennessee, uh, being a world traveling champion. But uh, those guys, they, they showed me a lot. Uh, growing up with them, they showed me how to carry oneself in a locker room and how to carry myself now all across the world, all across the independence. Uh, truthfully, it, it's really humbling, to say the least, to grow up in the locker room of having Chase Owens beside me and Jason the Gift Kincaid and Matt Signum. And then as I, I get a little older and progress a little bit, having Elliot Russell beside me, uh, that's my boys. Those are my guys that are my go-tos in the situation when things get a little sour, so to speak, at the bar. That's my boys I go to. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's you know, that's it's been nothing but good. You know, you mentioned Chase Stevens. I, uh, I like Chase a lot. You know, he, he's even tweeted at me a few times trying to get a, uh, his hands on the champ. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen unless promoters are willing to spend some big bucks. That's for sure. But no, no to, make, to make a long story short, it's been truthfully uh, humbling, you know, just to be in the locker room with those guys and grow up with these. And now uh, now they're paying a ticket to watch me. So what's new with that, right? Tell me a little bit about uh, your return to Innovative. Uh, you know, obviously this was the, the first time you were there. As the world junior heavyweight champion, a title that has so much significance in that area. Obviously, your pops uh, won the championship in Smoky Mountain. Uh, Jason Kincaid, Chase Owens. That that belt was a a fixture of the NWA of the you know the the yesteryear I should say the the uh, pre uh, Lightning One era of the NWA. And you were there for a lot of those matches. You were there for a lot of that. Uh, obviously, not in the ring yet, but you you were there firsthand, and and you were the first champion. Uh, in the Lightning One era, to return to that era, to that area, to to bring a NWA World Championship uh, to Smoky Mountain, or excuse me, Innovative. Uh, how was that feeling? Was that like a homecoming for you? Uh, most definitely, was a homecoming. I mean, Innovate Wrestling is the wrestling promotion for the independents that you want to be on when you come to Tennessee. Whether that be guys, I'm talking from New Jersey, Texas, California, so on. They all message me and doing, how do I become a part of Innovate Wrestling? Uh, so just to come back home was is fantastic to go, you know, get in my car and drive 30 minutes up the road and, and <laughs> wrestle in front of my hometown crowd. You know, that's something that I haven't been uh, fortunate to have in a long time traveling all over the world. Um, so, you know, it, that was just first and foremost, you know, the, the premiere of what I wanted to do. And uh, just beginning for Kerry Morton here, Innovate, kind of get my name more established and more based. Um, unfortunately I can't be there for a couple more shows in the horizon as I'm booked elsewhere, but, uh, that's home. I mean, especially Tony Gibbons having, uh, you know, a, a premium and a primal point of national wrestling Alliance before the lighting one era. Um, you know, Tony was the, the stone in Tennessee necessarily having Jack Dane and Rob Conway and Chase Owens and Jason Kincaid and, and Matt Signum, the, the gentleman that I wrestled a former NWA world junior heavyweight champion, uh, we uh, locked horns, and that was something that was – it was special. It was one of those – you had to be there to, to see it 
uh, and, and we delivered. Because when you have Kerry Morton on the show and you pay a ticket to see Kerry Morton, Kerry Morton will always, always give you your money's worth and a little bit more. Yeah, we, we Tony Givens has been uh, on this podcast multiple times throughout the years. We love Tony here, uh, though he's always easy to have on the show because I, I just say one or two things and then he's he's good to go. He'll carry the whole show for me. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, it, you know, and all kidding aside, uh, I'm so glad that they're back running again in, in, in your hometown. And hopefully, yes. uh, you know, hopefully it won't be long before you're back on one of those innovative cards. Maybe with uh, so. maybe defending the uh, junior heavyweight championship again. I would hope so. I, I, I would most definitely hope so. I think there's a lot of young talent, a lot of young boys that are coming up on the scene, especially the young boys that have been at the same promotion for 10 years, but they're still young boys to me. And uh, they need a good ass whooping from the champ. Excuse my profanity, but they, they need someone to come in there that's from that area and show them that things can be done when you put your mind to it and a little bit of grind, a little bit of hustle and not taking no for an answer. Uh, and that's something these guys need to see and they need to hear first and first from uh, a person like myself. So, Returning back to Innovate in the foreseeable future is going to happen. It might not be with the NBA World Junior Rate Champion because, hell, I might get bored of the championship and relinquish it and go beat Tyrus or so what and be the World Heavyweight Champion. For all I know, right now I'm on top of my game. I'm feeling good. I'm cleaned up. My muscles are as big as ever. You know, the ladies love me. I'm a single new man on the, on the horizon. So life is just fun and it's great. And, uh, I, you know, foreseeably – who knows what innovate may lie, but when I do return, it's going to be a big deal once more. And, and I don't mean to come off uh, condescending in any way, but I definitely could see the work that you put into your body from uh, from from Mexico, obviously to Australia. Uh, you, you know, you you you've you've obviously been putting time in the gym. Um, your in ring is looking a lot better. Your promos are, are money. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, Carrie, when you first stepped onto the scene, I I was predetermined not to like you. You were everything oh, that I did not want to like about the NWA. Oh God, he's he's a son of Ricky Morton. He's just living off that Morton name. But damn it, Carrie, you made me eat my words, brother. You made me eat my words because I see you out there, and I'm like, I, I got to see firsthand. I was in Mexico yeah, City. I was one of maybe five Americans that were there, yeah. and watching you interact with that crowd. It, it you know, the video that I I, I posted. That's not even half of it. And the heat that hey, you were generating, you, it was borderline. You just got to think of this, too. When I was in Mexico City, I had a broken hand. I, yeah. had a, I was defending the World Junior Championship with literally a broken hand. Just get out in the cast maybe two days prior, flying to Mexico, doing press conferences, uh, partying a little too hard. I mean, and I still deliver. They, they Listen, AAA has messaged me more times than I can count wanting me to come back. But unfortunately, the independence and taking the belt elsewhere in the States has taken a lot of my time. But I will be returning to AAA, Mexico, AAA here in the foreseeable future with the NWA uh, supporting me and backing me as I, as I show up and deliver. Because you mentioned something that you, you, I was everything that you didn't like, right? I was, I was, I was the Morton. I'm a, I'm a third-generation professional wrestler. I'm better than all the other generation wrestlers out there. And that's something a lot of people can't stand. You know, I was reading some comments the other day. People were tweeting at me, Carrie Morton, you don't need, deserve to be in the position you are because of your last name. Well, so fucking be it. Excuse my mouth on here, but so be it. I am. I am everything I said I was and plus a little bit more. I mean, uh, listen, there, there's a saying that I, I live by, and I'll say it on here real too. I do not chase. No, no, no. I, I don't chase. I only attract. And I attract money. And I attract a draw 
and I attract all these fans coming out to these NWA shows to see the champ. So, I mean, you know, to say the thing, to say something sort of be is, uh, is, is what I've done in my short time is immense. And there's always more to come. So, and you said more to come. I, I, I want to just look at something real quick. You know, I, I, I like to document the history of the NWA alliance dash wrestling.com. I mean, we, we were tracking when your pops was winning the uh, world tag team titles in China. I mean, we've been on top of this stuff. And so we've been trying to keep track of your title defenses, but you have so many, and I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be glib here. Like you've had so many defenses. It's hard to keep track. I mean, you, you just had one uh, uh, not too long ago. Uh, I didn't even know you were competing. Uh, you were you were at VIP Wrestling. Obviously, you're wrestling a friend of our show, uh, uh, you know, uh, Barrett Brown. Oh, 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 Barrett Brown, the little straight caliber dog? I beat his ass. That's what I did, Jay. <laughs> well, and I look, and I know you did, and, and I think it's, it's, it's commendable. Oh, I, 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 re- I heard what you said in the ring. Or, or at least what there was written about you is that you said that the next time it'll be in an NWA ring. I think that's that's a class act, man. And, and look, Barrett Brown doesn't have to like you, but he sure has to respect you after that. <laughs> that's exactly right. You know, uh, here, here's something. As I'm not looking to please anyone. Not genuinely. I'm really not. What I have done, uh, and, and, you know, I, I built this wall around me, necessarily, uh, of not people, of not nonsense, of just – Kicking out the nonsense is uh, people that want to kiss your ass, so to speak, to get to the next step and then forget about you when they get up there. See, that's not who I am. I, I take care of my boys. I take care of those who I came up with. I gave the Heat Seekers an opportunity in the Crockett Cup. They delivered. I gave, you know, uh, my boys, the, the guys, Alex Taylor, he's got a hell of a push right now. On, and, and Silas Mason's getting another good push. Thrillbilly, that's my boys. I give them, you know, all I do is elevate people. And so Barrett Brown should be thankful that I elevated him to another level that he would have never gotten elsewhere. That's what he should be thankful and proud of. Not necessarily even, he got to step in the ring of a world legitimate champion. All right, Jay? Step in the ring of a world legitimate head, junior heavyweight champion. And I did everything and a little bit more. We went 20 minutes. We went the time limit. I even suggested that they restarted the match, and which they did. They restarted the match. Barrett agreed verbally, yeah, let's do it. Restarted. Ding, ding, ding. You know, I got in the microphone. I had my spill. I'd like to offer him a little chance in the National Wrestling Alliance in the foreseeable future. And then uh, I beat him. <laughs> beat him. <laughs> now, I, I'm not a booker, Carrie. I, I don't, I don't, I don't book these things. But can we see a rematch? Maybe at the 75th. Is that something that's been talked about? Or no, I, listen. I, I got bigger plans at 75th. Oh. Um, I like Barrett. Good guy. Cool. I beat him. What's next? He might, you know what? They'll probably give him a ring. He'll probably be an invitational somewhere for him in the foreseeable future. He'll come on to the National Wrestling Alliance stage. But uh, at the moment, you know, I got bigger plans at 75 and uh, something I can't spill just yet. I'm not asking you to keep putting over Barrett Brown, but don't you agree that he is a talent that helps um, strengthen your junior heavyweight division? I mean, look, you sit on top of the NWA, you sit on top of that solid junior heavyweight division. And yeah. I mean, Alex Taylor, Joe Alonzo, Colby freaking Carino is back. Uh, I beat him off. Jamie Stanley, <laughs> if he decides to get back into the ring again. I beat um, Jamie Stanley as well. And, and I'm just saying, like, 
Isn't it's it a, funny how you just mentioned all those names, Kobe Carino, Joe Alonzo, Alex Taylor, Jamie Stanley. Isn't it kind of funny and coincidental that Kerry Morton has beaten them? <laughs> well, Jay, I, I've beaten them all, bro. And listen, I've beat them numerous times. So I beat Alex twice. I beat Joe Alonzo eight times now. I mean, Jamie Stanley beat him once. I Colby uh, Carino, I've beat him like three times now. <laughs> listen, Barrett Brown, he stepped in the ring of a champ, and he got beat. <laughs> so... It, just, it makes me chuckle a little. I, I'm really, I'm, I'm very chuckle. But you have a good point. He would elevate the National Wrestling Alliance Junior Heavyweight Division. So when I move up in the ranks, then he might get a, uh, he might get an opportunity. And I think he deserves an opportunity once more to redefine his legacy uh, where it stands now. He's a hell of a competitor. I like VIP wrestling. I'll be back at VIP wrestling to take that VIP Heavyweight Championship here in the foreseeable future. And uh, and that, that's that's it. I mean, there's nothing next to it. I mean, I'm the the belt collector now, is what you should call me, the belt collector, Terry Morton. So, you you have run through the majority of the junior heavyweight division in the NWA. Is there somebody out in wrestling? I, I mean, I, I heard you kind of throw it out to Tom Lawler, who was at the uh, uh, Forbidden Door pay per view. Like, hey, TK, come pick me up. I'll put my junior heavyweight title on the line against Tom Lawler. <laughs> is there somebody out there? like a Tom Lawler or like a Danny Limelight or or another junior heavyweight that uh, you would like to test your yeah. against? Yeah, I mean, Danny, Danny Limelight or whatever and Tom Lawler, they'd probably get their ass whooped. I mean, there's nothing new about that. Um, and here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not on here to say, hey, I'm Mr. Badass, I'm Mr. So-and-so. But what I am is I am the epitome of professional wrestling. And, I, you know, I don't have to necessarily talk about myself this whole time. And I, I want to put those guys over. I mean, Filthy Tom Lawler uh, – got robbed an opportunity and, and, you know, God forbid Adam Cole and his health, uh, Godspeed on that. But I mean, he should have to step up and he should have to wrestle someone that's going to elevate Tom Lawler a little bit more. And that's Kerry Morton. Whether Tom Lawler knows that or not, I am everything I said I am a little bit more. So hell, TK, I've gotten the message a few times. Uh, my phone's still open, but unfortunately I'm uh, on the, on the verge right now of extending my contract of NWA till 2025. So if you want to talk, buddy, we better be talking soon. So committed to the NWA, which I, I think is great. Obviously, the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, it, it's one of those Benjamin Button things. We're kind of going in reverse. It's a company that's been around for 75 years, but it's still kind of in its infancy right now from, from the day that uh, Billy Corgan took over until now. I mean, it, there's still so much room for growth, and obviously it's going to need young uh, strong athletes to help carry this brand going forward. I mean, you could have a world champion who's 50 years old, and you could have, uh, you, you know, some of the other guys that are on the roster. But what's going to really carry this brand going forward into the next five years, ten years, are guys who are like you in their prime, or not even in their prime, still working towards getting into their prime. Um, how, how do you – I mean, hopefully you, you do get locked up for a while for the NWA. I think the NWA would be ben, uh, benefit from that. Let's think about this for a second. EC3, Thomas Latimer. Tyrus, Chris Adonis, um, who who some final pieces of missing. Um, you know, what what do those guys have a relation to them? Like, what what do they have? They have that former WWE background, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to go on to be. You know, the former WWE guy is now a, a champion of this promotion. Look at me. I'm not a former WWE guy. I am the NWA guy. I am the headstone of the National Wrestling Alliance for the, the junior division, for the young talent, so to speak. And that's something that Billy and Pat Kenny and Joe Galley and Kyle Davis 
saw all along. They're like, if this company is going to grow and elevate more than what Kerry Morton has done for it, then we need to put Kerry Morton in the face, in the center, in the money maker. And that's where I need to be. I mean, necessarily, and that's something we talked about. And, and hopefully, uh, I'm not an XWE guy. I'm not an X. AEW guy or New Japan guy, although I've worked for those promotions, I am the NWA guy and I am the future of the National Wrestling Alliance, whether people like that or not. What about the overtures that you've made to Game Changer Wrestling? I mean, I know you've appeared there. Hell, you defended the junior heavyweight title there. Is, is Brett Lauderdale on your speed dial? Is he trying to get you to have more appearances there? Is he trying to convince the world junior heavyweight champion to, to come to Game Changer Wrestling? Red Lauderdale, Game Changer Wrestling. You know, I am everything that Game Changer Wrestling doesn't like, you know, because I am a good professional wrestler. I'm a, a good-looking dude. <laughs> I'm a good-looking dude. I'm no Effie. I'm no Jimmy Lloyd. I'm no young boys like that. I am Kerry Morton. And that's something that they cannot, cannot for the life of them, understand that and get that that damn dude this guy is money i mean i showed up to game changer wrestling in atlantic city and and i beat their top guy i beat their top guy in like 10 minutes tops i beat him with my deal and they all presumably boo me why would they boo me i'm a world champion i'm the best thing gcw you've ever seen so and brett is smart and brett we talked a few times and yes he wants me on his shows really really bad uh my rate's gone up so i don't think he can necessarily afford me but he wants me in his shows really bad. And here's the thing. If I show up to Game Changer Wrestling, go ahead and give me the Game Changer Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, there's that to it. I shouldn't have to wrestle. I shouldn't have to, to do this and that. Have a ceremony for me. Bring me a nice little piece of cookie cake. Uh, I'll watch the sugars on that one. But for that's necessarily, I'll have a nice piece of sugar cake. You know what I mean? And then, and then I'll show up and, and, and Nick Gage will come out to the ring and he'll bow in front of me and say, Champion, <laughs> I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that I didn't respect you. Until now. And that's that. And, and, and maybe if they're lucky enough, I'll, I'll defend the belt once or twice in their promotion. But no hardcore bullshit. No, 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 no. A legitimate professional wrestling match. That's what's going to happen. Maybe under the restriction rules of the National Wrestling Alliance, what we did at VFE Wrestling. I'll do it. I'll bring it there. So, yeah, you'll see Kerry Morton and Game Changer Wrestling in the foreseeable future. Um, but right now, I'm booked every single weekend until, I believe, the beginning of uh, October. Well, uh, it, it, and I do want to go over some of your bookings. I, I know your time is limited, so I'll do this quickly. But uh, you, no, Jay, you, we're good. I'll put a little time in more. I appreciate you, sir. Um, we look, you. I mean, look, uh, you're so busy that you're missing some NWA dates because you're out there defending the title in Canada. I mean, I'm looking That's at. Right. I, I mean, I, I, normally we do these interviews on Thursday. I imagine you can't do it on Thursday because you're going to be traveling uh, to to Woolies. To defend Jeez, against NWA talent Dak Draper. I mean, this is going to be right. it's an NWA match, and, and you know, Dak, match. and I don't think Dak Draper's ever had an opportunity to challenge for the junior heavyweight championship, so that'll be a first time matchup for both of you guys. It's uh, very true. What What are your thoughts you know, on Dak Draper? Good, so good, good story here. Um, promoter calls me a few days ago, Carrie. Hey, you know, I, I bought your first class, I got you in the Marriott, I'm gonna take you out to a steak dinner. I was like, I appreciate that. And he's like, and then Dad Draper, by the way, I believe he's going to make weight. And I was like, no freaking joke. And Dad Draper, as, as much, uh, and, and I respect the man dearly, what an athlete, what a primal he is, uh, and, and what a freak of nature. I mean, Dad Draper 
If he puts his mind to it, then he can do it. And at, right now, as we speak, I was told he's on weight um, at 225. And this is going to be legitimate. I, I'm pound for pound legitimate with Dak because I told him and I made a bet with him uh, via three-way call real quickly. And I was like, Dak, you're not going to do it. And if you do do it, then I'll put $250 on the line. Cash. I was going to offer I offered a little bit more. And he said, Kerry, you know, I don't want to take your money necessarily, or I, I don't want to have to give up that much money. So we did 250 bucks. Dak Draper makes my, his, his weight of 225 or less. Then uh, I guess the champs have 250 bucks for the night. But uh, it's something I'm really looking forward to. We're going to tear it up. Wooly's, uh, that's Des Moines, Iowa, this Friday night for 3X Wrestling. Hell of a wrestling promotion. And then uh, coming home Saturday. And then, and then I know that uh, next week you'll be in uh, oh in man Canada the, the Calgary Mo- kid himself in Mojo Mo- with Mojapari. That's right, someone that's endorsed by the Hitman himself. We're at the Hitman Heart, the one that's called me to come up to Calgary and wrestle for Dungeon Wrestling. Uh, and he said, "Carrie, I, I have this, I have this guy, I have this this uh, young man that I've worked with for years on end, and uh, I think he's ready to take that step up." and uh, wrestle with you. So as you see right there, it's not advertised at NBA World Junior World Championship, but maybe, just maybe if I'm feeling generous enough, I'll put the belt on the line because that's what a traveling champ does, right? And that that takes you out of the uh, the event that's happening, uh, obviously, uh, in Chicago, in the Highland Park, the uh, the charity for uh, HP Cares for uh, Cooper. But uh, you'll be there the next night for the TV tapings, I, I believe. And when the TV yes. tapings are uh, July 9th, there's going to be two sets of tapings, both 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, so I see you. I see you. I know that those tapings are going to be very important because uh, yeah. it's going to be what feeds into uh, the 75th anniversary show. Uh, but then then in, in later in July, you've got Kissimmee, Florida. You're taking on Dino Babic. Uh, you know, this yeah. is his, his he's coming to the States. He's looking to make his name in the States. He's mostly wrestled in the United Kingdom. So this will be a different style that you haven't really uh, have had a lot of uh, matches against. Yeah, it'll be, it'll uh, be a shame. Championship. It'll be a shame when his mat, his back's on the mat for a count of three. I mean, <laughs> well, there's two. I mean, what, no, Dino Brooke? What's he, well, who's he ever beat? Yeah, so be it. What's next? Uh, well, then uh, the Boca versus the world, right? <laughs> Boca versus the world, baby. Boca Raton Championship Wrestling. Alan Martinez, uh, hell of a, hell of little, uh, little dude, man. I'm telling you, he flies all over the ring. He likes to do his little dancing, so to speak. I'm uh, looking forward. But see, that Saturday night, I'll also have another match in, um, in Florida for CCW, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Nilio, Nilio, if you're listening to this, you're paying me both raids, my full raids both nights. You're not getting a brother deal. That's not me. Uh, but I'm also wrestling CCW that Saturday night. And that Sunday – a little birdie's called me, actually. Um, that happens to be the name of Kevin Sullivan. And Kevin Sullivan has asked me to come to a, some wrestling school where I'm going to be at nearby and uh, get in the ring with him for a few. So that's something I got to I gotta admit on here. Is I was, I was going to keep it in my mouth shut until it happens. But uh, I'm going to get in the ring of Kevin Sullivan. He that's wants to cheat. Everyone, listen, Jay. Everyone wants an opportunity with the champ. You know what I mean? Everyone. It's just known. And so <laughs> I'm going to show up and I'm going to go beat old Kevin Sullivan's ass. <laughs> the, 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 the taskmaster. I'm going to beat his ass. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> so what are you going to do when he brings out the Zodiac, man? We're not going to talk about the Zodiac, all right? We're not going to talk about that right now. 
It's a little scary. It's kind of close to my bedtime. I got to sleep tonight. We're not going to talk about the Zodiac. Uh, let's let's uh, bring up your next title defense. And again, such a busy month for you in July. Obviously, June was pretty busy. May was That's very right. busy. Uh, I mean, Australia. But let's uh, the last match I have that I know ah. of got you on July 22nd back in Canada, taking the NWA right. World uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship back to Canada, making you a defender in both the United States, Canada, Mexico, Australia. I mean, geez, you are a globetrotter, sir. I uh, very, very, um, what should I say? I'll be tired, so to speak. But uh, looking forward to going back to Ontario. I got some beautiful girls lined up for me right when I get in town. Some that I went to I cheerlead with in uh, college. They're coming to see the champ and uh, watch him do his thing. So I'm really looking forward to being there, especially for this wrestling promotion particularly. Heard a lot of good news about this gentleman right here in uh, Port Hope, Ontario. And so hopefully he's ready to uh, step up or, or step aside. So either one on that note. Now, I, I know your time is, is fleeting. Just I have to ask because it's something that I personally have been very excited to hear about. Sure. Uh, when you guys got to Australia, you know, I, I'm seeing pictures of, of, the, of the four of you. Um, oh, no. All over Australia. I mean, some of you guys are getting tattoos. I need to know about the Southern Six. Uh, I Whoa. thought I was afraid, Carrie. I was afraid that that was going to be something that got left behind in Australia. That's something like, uh, the, you know, kangaroo beef jerky, you know, koala bears and all that shit. I didn't think we were going to get the Southern Six in the NWA in the United States. But here it is. There, Listen, I mean, when I say this, I, I say this with the utmost, the utmost and dear respect. Southern Six is something truly special. And it's something that wrestling has not seen in a, a long time. A legitimate, legitimate stable of friends that go out there and give their people their money's worth and whoop their ass while doing so. And that's what the Southern Six is all about. We're about partying. We're about making money. We're about the women. We're about whatever Thrillbilly likes. And, 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 and we're about a little bit else. Other than that, you know, Thrillbilly's a wild child himself. Something's hard to, uh, hard to tame, so to speak, but... He's along with the champ, too. We're, we're both some animals. We're both some animals, not only in the freaks, but sometimes in the sheets as well. So it, it's, it's a long story. You got to be there to be there to understand the inside joke. But anyways, uh, truly something special, the Southern Six. Um, we, we went hard. Australia went super hard. There's a lot of promotions, independents. I already want to book the Southern Six again. So uh, probably going to see us outside the NWA making a little bit of noise and racket as uh, something that we do. I mean, something that uh, – has the excellence to being the four horsemen. Seriously. It has the excellence of being the four horsemen, but we're not the four horsemen. We're not going to pair ourselves to the four horsemen because we're something that's utterly different and means something different. Well, and you'll and, see and, that here soon. And, 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 again, no disrespect intended, I see you guys kind of like the Freebirds. You know what I mean? Like, the horsemen were always kind of stuffy, if you ask me. The Freebirds yeah. kind of seem like – Kind of seems more parallel to what I'm seeing now, and I'm not saying you have to stick with uh with three members no. or four members. I, I mean, I, I know, know it's the, cool. the two was silent in the six, but uh, who else is coming? Who else is coming on board? Give me the, the two was silent Daddy. in the six. Listen, so I, I am the captain of the Southern Six. You should say. I mean, Kenzie Page has a lot of pull in that, but she's kind of been uh, off and away doing her own thing with the television championship, which is respect to her. You know, Kenzie's a hell of a, uh, a competitor and a force to be reckoned with in the National Wrestling Alliance. So, you know, if she kind of sees her way out, then 
Carrie Morton, the captain, alongside Thrill Billy, Thrill Dilly, Big Daddy, Cyrus Mason, and along with the American Chippendale, Alex Taylor. I mean, we are we are something that's uh, to be reckoned with, especially guys that like to uh, get in the ring, get a little nasty, so to speak. You know what I mean? A little nasty. <laughs> so, with that being said, uh, that leaves an opportunity for three people, two uh, honorary, you know, two, so to speak, but three more thinking the whole big picture. So, uh, who wouldn't want to see rock and roll in there in the foreseeable future, huh? I mean, little rock and roll Ricky Morton, he's, he's along my side. Who wouldn't want to see maybe Billy Corgan? <laughs> who wouldn't want to see Billy Corgan lead us out to the ring? I mean, the uh, the opportunities are limitless. I mean, Homicide grabbed my attention the other day, and Terry, I like the Southern Six thing you're doing. So, who knows what the future may lie? All right. All right. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> Carrie, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know, look, I, I see that the, you're at the lake. I'm sure there's some beautiful women that was there with some cocktails for you. I'm not going to take right. up any more of your time. Uh, I do appreciate right. you being on here. Uh, maybe, maybe as we get closer to the 75th, maybe we could have you come back on. And, and maybe we could talk to some of the other, uh, you and uh, and Alex and Silas and whoever might be a part of the six at that point. That would be very ideal. Let's do that. Let's bring the six on. We'll get together. Well, the boys will all get together here in Tennessee, and uh, we'll create some ruckus. That that sounds like a good idea. Maybe I'll even have some of the girls with me too. What do you say? You like that, Jay? You you like to see beautiful women, don't you? Well, I'm assuming. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course you who do. doesn't of like? Of course beautiful. you do. You like to see beautiful women, so that's what the champ's gonna do. I'm gonna bring a beautiful woman on the air with me, and uh, let you see what the champ has to offer every single night. It's fantastic. They don't make them like this anymore. They do not make them like this anymore. Carrie, appreciate your time, man. Good luck on your upcoming defenses. Good luck. Good luck on your upcoming travels. May the traveling gods be with you, and uh, be well, Carrie. Lions blog. I appreciate you. You guys be safe yourself, and I will see you in the foreseeable future. Chance I'll out. see you. I'm going to see you in St. Louis, brother. Oh, see you in St. Louis. It is. Until then, the champs out. Talk to you soon, boys. Be well, Carrie. Man, I never spoke so much in my life. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, and I apologize for that, man. Uh, we, initially, I thought this would be a much longer interview. Um, we kind of had to, uh, we, we had to put an hour interview into about 25 minutes. So uh, uh, I do apologize for that, uh, Jaden. But uh, what what do you think? What I mean, what are your thoughts on the Mr. Kerry Morton? I like this persona. You know, it's something is real. I don't think this is a guy putting on a gimmick. This is this is Kerry Morton, and you know, real brings real. And if you want to be a real wrestling, be a real wrestler and bring real fans, you have to have a real personality. And Kerry Morton definitely has a personality. That's great. Um, I'm becoming a fan of him. You know, I, I didn't dislike him as much as the other Lions guys did over time. You know, I never actually disliked him at all. I know there was a little heat and everything like that. I liked how he addressed that, the, that a lot of people don't believe he means that he deserves to be where he is because he's a Morton. It's, I think that's the only reason he's there. If he keeps talking like that, if he can wrestle half as good as he can talk, he'll be the junior heavyweight champion, the tag team champion, the national <laughs> champion, the television champion, and he might even be the world buffet champion if he could beat tires for that. No one's going to beat tires for that. But what I did like about what Kerry said is, I mean, look, and I told him, I told him, Jaden, you heard me say it. I wasn't a fan of yours, Kerry, when you came onto the scene. Everything that you were when you walked into the NWA, I despised. And he he made a believer out of me, man. And and it's it, it didn't just happen 
it didn't just happen in Australia. I mean, we're going back to Mexico, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, this Kerry Morton fella, like, what, what's going on here? And I really did appreciate the change. And, and, and what I really appreciate what the NWA did, and, you know, I'm, I'm quick to tell you when I think the NWA does something wrong. This is something that I thought they did right. They didn't rush this. They didn't, they didn't have Carrie turn heel overnight, right? There was a very slow burn to this. And even really, like, it didn't get to that heel turn until the Crockett Cup. Because he was kind of being a dick, right? I could say that. He went from being a dick to, like, being an asshole. And I think, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of pro wrestling, um, he went from just being the guy that you didn't like to the guy that you're going to pay to see to not like, right? You sure. Agree with that? Yeah. Um, um, Mike, I also like now. I really like the fact that he's not a carbon copy of his father. Yes, I didn't, and, and that's it. And when they first presented Carrie Morton, um, that's what I felt we were getting, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't want another Ricky Morton." We've had Ricky Morton for. For 40 years, I don't need another Ricky Morton. And and we're not getting another Ricky Morton. Like, Ricky Morton and the Dangerous Alliance wasn't Carrie Morton. You know what I mean? Like, this is an all-new persona. This is uh, this is somebody, uh, his own man. And I think that's important. And now that, you you know, he mentioned, uh, he mentioned that, uh, you know, before he was rolling with with uh, the Heat Seekers, you know, he those are his guys. But he's got new guys now. He's got Alex Taylor which is kind of a smart move if you think about it. Alex Taylor was one of his chief rivals. Now is one of his, his allies, right? You got Silas Mason, and this podcast has been on the record to say how much we were impressed by Silas Mason, how much the Thrillbilly is going to mean to the future of the NWA. And now you've got three young dudes, three, three young dudes who, I mean, have that same goal, that same mindset, and – you know, obviously there's there's more coming. You know, the, the Southern Six isn't just uh, uh, going to stay as four people. They're going to add to that membership. And, you know, we could speculate all day. I, I think we've already had some of the members of the Southern Six on this podcast. So uh, I'm excited, man. I think this is a good time for the NWA. I think it's a smart business decision to bring the Southern Six to the, uni- uh, to the United States. And what I really wish I had more time with Carrie is, I want to know, you know, when the Smashing Pumpkins are touring in the United States, are we going to see the Southern Six uh, appear on some of those events? Uh, that'll be a good question. I mean, I would hope so. Another way to get the NWA name out there and his wrestlers' names out there. You know, we were talking about how he's the son of Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express, but in this, this Southern Six, the trio that we know a part of the Southern Six, yeah. Alex Taylor's Buddy Roberts, Silas is Terry Gordy, and and Carrie's is is uh, Michael P. S. Hayes. He's the mouth that's going to get them all in trouble, and poor Cyrus is the one that's going to have to get him out of trouble. And poor Alex Taylor's probably going to be the one that's going to get his butt kicked in the process. But they're the they're the freebirds right now. Of yeah, I agree with you. They're more of the five freebirds than they are of the Horsemen, and way more than the Rock and Roll Express. Um, I like that. It's enjoyable. People hated Michael Hayes, and then they end up loving him. Now you know that's going to be this. That's going to be carried. They hate them, and now they're going to end up loving them. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, um, you know, I think that was a very smart. Uh, I keep saying smart, right? This happened organically. 
At least that's what it seems like. I don't feel like this was uh, Billy Corgan saying, all right, guys, we're going to put you guys as a group. I feel like this was just a byproduct of, of being on tour, right? Being on, on a long bus ride, long, long plane ride, sitting in the hotels waiting for the next show date. You've got, you've got these, this group of people. And again, they're all young. Like I think Silas Mason is 30. And that, you know, that's, he's probably the elder statement, uh, elder statesman of the group, but you know, Kerry Morton, I mean, he's like, uh, he, he's he's 22 years old. Kenzie Page, I think she just turned 20 or 21. She's young. Uh, Alex Taylor, I, I'm going to have to look it up right now because I, I, I don't actually know. But I believe he's only like 87. 20. He's 87. He's how old? 87. He's, he's 29 years care of himself. He's, he's 29 years old. So, I mean, again, these are all young for the most part, young uh, competitors, young wrestlers. So Silas Mason, uh, why did it say Silas Moon? That's funny. Silas Mason, I think he's the elder statesman, uh, and I believe he's only uh, pulling it up right now. He's only 31. So there is a lot of go with this group. And, you know, Carrie said, hey, they're getting ready to sign a, a long-term contract for 2025. You know, that puts them all the way through next year into 2025. That's if Billy, if that's legit and not a work, but a complete shoot. I mean, that shows you right there that Billy believes in this group. Or well, at the very least, to... believes in, in, in Carrie. Yeah, I he really should. Again, uh, Alex Taylor's just now getting over, but Silas, he got over by himself with, I guess not by himself with Poyo, but they got over. Without any help of the NWA, honestly, yeah. they they got over despite the NWA, and I think Kerry Morton is similar to that situation. He got over despite the NWA, and this is great. This is what I, more what the NWA needs. They need more unique talent. They need to get rid of the old dinosaur up top, the Funkasaurus on top. <laughs> um, they really just need to have good young talent. There's so much young, undiscovered diamonds in a rough or is. Dumb, dumb Dr. Zirconium would say Zirconium in the rough uh, out there that they really should be poaching and trying to find that special talent. You know, uh, we use Jason Kincaid. Nobody looks like Jason Kincaid. And he was, I remember when you guys, you just didn't see him. And I was telling you, like, this guy is something and you just didn't say it. Now you understand. There's a lot of wrestlers out there that are, people don't see it. But once you put that proper spotlight on them, give them what they need, they're going to shine. That's the thing with great wrestling stars. Wrestling stars shine in the darkness. You know, you could try to hold them down, but they're going to rise to the top, and that's what the NWA needs. More like that. Yeah, I, you know, going just going back to, um, you, you know, Jason Kincaid's a perfect example. Uh, he was someone that you were advocating for a very long time, very long time, and I didn't see it. I, I remember watching his matches in Mountain State, and uh, obviously. That was kind of like a, uh, a a bad test, right? Because in Mountain State, most of the talent, if, if I can be frank, just wasn't very good, right? Tell your name was Jay. What's that? Tell your name was Jay. Who's Frank? Right. Oh Jesus! Uh, it, I thought I, I thought Mountain State didn't have a very top tier talent level. I mean, sure, 
Uh, you had the maestro who was kind of sitting on top of the mountain state. Uh, you would have uh, guys like Chance Prophet show up every now and then. Scrap Iron Adam Pierce would show up every now and then. But for the most part, it was kind of an underserved territory. I know Chase Stevens came in, and of course, that's the genesis of the feud between he and Jason Kincaid. But really, Kincaid came into his own when he Chase stepped- Owens. What I say? Chase Stevens is Chase Owens. I I meant Chase Owens. You're correct, uh, but it, it really did seem to uh, that that feud kind of helped Kincaid uh, grow beyond uh, just uh, Mountain State. And once he got into Smoky Mountain, now innovative, his career just totally took off. And he was a guy that uh, again you were advocating for back when he was even in Mountain State, but it really did take it to the next level. Yeah, initially he kind of looked like a hybrid of a hillbilly and a Ferengi. <laughs> and I think that held him down, and his outfit wasn't really good either. But he he had something, and he just needed somebody to to shine that up properly. And I think that's what Tony Gibbons really did. Yeah. And now he's you know he's you know has an even more unique look, and really getting his name out there. And there's a lot, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that people don't know, but there's something special about them. They just need to find it. Billy Corgan instead. Touring around smashing pumpkins, you should be touring around trying to find the zirconium in the rough. And Dr. Zirconium, I want some extra money for that one. Uh, to try to find these really, really unique things. There's a lot of guys on that roster probably know somebody that can bring something special to the end of the day. I don't mean cronyism, I don't mean like bringing in your best friend. There's a lot of times where wrestlers bring in somebody that's because they like to work them, but they're not necessarily something that really needs to be on TV. Uh, there's big wrestling company on another station that has a lot of people that really don't need to be on TV, but they're friends with somebody. Um, but there are the trust the guys who can be trustworthy. If Carrie Morton is the reason we have Silas, then listen to Carrie. If anybody else homicide or anybody else on there that has, you know, is doing what's best for the company, not best for them and not best trying to get their friends booked, listen to them. Cause there's a, there is, talent out there that the NWA could be NWA exclusive, they can get signed up and can make NWA special, you know, and then, then get a good booker. You know, I, uh, I work cheap. Yeah. Uh, uh, hoagies and pierogies, uh, right? I don't really like hoagies, but I'll definitely do the pierogies. <laughs> I haven't ever had a pierogi. What am I missing? Uh, they think they're a Polish version of a ravioli. They use potato more than cheese, even though there's a lot of good ravioli have both. Yeah. So it's potatoes, some kind of meat sometimes, sometimes sauerkraut, which is not my thing. And then uh, and then cheese, and then it's all cooked up into a dough. Some are steamed, sometimes they're fried, sometimes they're boiled. Sometimes they work with sour cream and butter. Sometimes you're going to put sauce on them. Depends on what your own particular like, but pierogies, they're a very versatile, delicious food. And my grandmama used to make them, they were heavenly. You know, damn you for uh, being so detailed on that. Now, now your boy Jay is hungry. Uh, Start so, off with uh, Mrs. T's and then work your way up to the good ones, and you'll be all right. So, I want to address the chat. Um, uh, a lot of you guys are saying, "Oh man, I miss Carrie." The great thing about YouTube is you can always go back and watch these interviews. Carrie was fantastic, and I'm not saying that because he was on this podcast. I mean, he was he was on it tonight. I think he had a, maybe one or two uh, margaritas. Or seven. Or, or, or seven or, or eleven, at least six. Um, but, uh, yeah, a sinister six amount of tequila. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, uh, a southern was, six amount of tequila. 
he was he was on it tonight. So uh, if you if you missed it, go back and and watch it again. The quality of the video wasn't great because he was out at his uh, at, at the river, <laughs> the house that he has at the river. Uh, you know, I'm sure he could have brought Ricky on if we had asked nicely, but uh, uh, he he was good. There was a good interview, and I think you guys will like it if you uh, go back and check it out. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go through some of the questions that are in the um, in the chat. Uh, this isn't going to be a super long episode, guys. We're not going to really touch on power. Uh, we, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I thought it was a great episode. If you hadn't watched it, uh, you should. Uh, we got to see more of that Southern Six. Uh, you got to see how Alex Taylor got injured. Uh, Kenzie Page defended her title. Hell, uh, we could officially call Kenzie Page the world television champion because she's now defended that title outside of the U.S. I, I mean, hell, she put more respect in the NWA than uh, than than a lot of other talents uh, currently. Um, but I'm going to get to some of the, uh, the comments. Ask these questions, and guys, ask questions. I'm on here. If you want something, I'll open up my big mouth. Ask me stuff. I can tell you all kinds of stuff. Believe it or not, I'm a lot more than a pretty face. They don't even know what you look like. I know they don't deserve to, honestly. <laughs> but I can't make them jealous now. You know. Okay, um, ask me questions. I'm here. So, so going back for an earlier part of the show, Mike said you can't think of the NWA without thinking one of the prominent names being Morton. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's it's. I feel conflicted. Uh, I feel conflicted, Jaden, because I still very much am not a big fan of Ricky Morton. Um, I'm just not. Uh, but what I am a fan of is Carrie and the way that he's presenting himself, carrying himself, uh, no pun intended, uh, I feel like is, is going to be a breath of fresh air for the NWA. Again, uh, he's not living in his father's shadow. He's certainly stepped out from that. Um, we're talking about a kid and I, you know, I could say kid cause I'm old. He's defended that title in Mexico against, you know, Jack Cartwheel, who's, uh, one of the AAA's up and coming, uh, talents now, of course, Jack Hartwell is American, but uh, you know he is one of the one of the top luchadors in that junior heavyweight division for AAA. Uh, almost in the same vein as Commander and Mysterious and Octagon Junior. In fact, I believe he's a regular tag team partner for Octagon Junior. But I digress. Uh, the fact of the matter is that he won his his opening match in Mexico with a broken hand. He had a broken thumb actually. Uh, so he was able to navigate those murky waters in a, in a style of wrestling that he really, he's not a, he's not a high flyer, Jaden. He, he's a, he's a Southern style wrestler, right? I mean, uh, outside we call of, them wrestlers, you know, sure. He, but I mean, you don't see him going for like missile drop kicks or moon salts or, you know, hurricane ranas or, Anything like that, right? You don't you don't see him doing Asahi moonsaults or, or crazy dives to the outside. He's he probably crazy. can pronounce them, but he's not doing them. <laughs> so I I mean, uh, for him to to walk away from that victory in Mexico uh, unscathed, a pretty big deal. What we saw in Australia, I mean, he wrestled against Adam Brooks. I have some of the names he wrestled in Australia. Uh, of course, he had a matchup with Alex Taylor and Mick Morietti. Um, he faced Emma. Emin Asman, as you'll see this week uh, on Power, uh, which was a fun match. Um, he faced off against Evan Golden. He faced off uh, against Bobby Bishop. Um, he faced off against Matt Diamond. He faced off against Slex. I mean, if you go look up these guys' uh, pedigree, if you go look up at these guys' reputation, Slex, Slex was a Ring of Honor sign, signed. 
He was in Ring of Honor for a short period of time. Adam Brooks spent the better part of 2021 in North America wrestling in the United States and Mexico and Canada. I mean, these guys were not bums. He was wrestling top-tier talent. And and the thing that, uh, you know, Jaden, correct me if I'm wrong, I've always heard this, that it's the repetition in wrestling that takes an average wrestler and makes them a good wrestler. And Kerry Morton wrestled, you know, 10, 10 times over 15 days uh, and, and it's such a short amount of time. Um, you know, the month of April was very busy for Kerry Morton. Uh, am I right on, on saying that? Well, yeah, uh, you got to get your reps in and wrestling, wrestling in front of different crowds, wrestling against different wrestlers, wrestling in different countries, different states. All that stuff makes a big difference on your growth of a professional wrestler, especially if you put time and seriously to getting yourself better. And, you know, that all that talent, all that differentness, all that uniqueness makes you have to think on your feet, makes you have to work harder, and that's just going to make you better. So that's true. Um, I'm trying to get to some of the comments. Uh, for a while there, Mike was the only one in the chat, so he's uh, he had a lot of things to say. Uh, but he said that he's an extremely energetic talking-wise now. Uh, yeah, this wasn't uh, – oh, hey, guys. Gee Willikers, I'm going to go out there and wrestle – um, he's somebody who's confident in his skills. I, I really feel like he's taken a step forward since becoming junior heavyweight champion. And again, he stepped out of his father's shadow. I think it was very important. Uh, Mike liked the interview. Again, you guys need to go uh, check it out when you have a chance. Um, yeah, guys, sorry I talked so much during that. You know, I I should only carry you more talking. I, and I'm and I apologize, Jaden. You know, I asked <laughs> you. I, I specifically asked you to be on with me to help uh, do the interview, but. Uh, uh, as soon as Carrie said before the show started, hey, guys, I need to cut it like in 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, OK. And and luckily, he, he stayed on for almost 30 minutes. So, uh, I mean, yeah, between me and Carrie, you had a lot of star power on tonight. Yeah. Solar power. Right. Uh, uh, James H. Jackson mentions that the sky is the limit for them. And I believe he's talking about the uh, the uh, Southern Six. Um, Jammin' Music Man said something about uh, who is in the group. I think here it is. Uh, what's everyone's thoughts on this new faction, the Southern Six? I mean, I've been very vocal about it, uh, Jaden. I mean, what are what are your thoughts on it? I mean, we've kind of been talking about it the whole show, but uh, if you could narrow it down, what do you think about the Southern Six? The Full Horsemen didn't come together because they were booked to do so. They came together. They were lucky. They just happened to be on the same interview, and all the stars aligned, and the Full Horsemen were born. While Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes were friends and they were going together, Buddy Roberts was brought in to kind of calm him down to be the calming influence. And boy, that was a dumbass mistake because he was crying, cry, wait, uh, cry, I think was, he's wild and crazier than both of them combined. But still, you know, they 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 put them together and they 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 initially thought he was going to be the narc, and they ended up being the most drunkest and the partiest, biggest party animal of all of them. And look what happened, and the the Freebirds were born. You know, sometimes the best stuff happens organically, not not surgically, not planned out. And that's exactly what it is. The Southern Six is an organic faction that's going to grow the NWA and grow in the NWA and be the next big thing. I think uh, what, what you know, I think is really special about it. And, and I, again, I'm not trying to uh, bury uh, Nick Aldis or, um, you know, Strictly Business. I think that uh, the group Strictly Business definitely served a purpose while it was in the NWA, of course. Uh, that was very Horseman-esque as well. You had Royce Isaacs and Tom Latimer kind of 
holding down the tag division. You had uh, Nick Aldis as your world's heavyweight champion. Briefly, they brought in Scott Steiner, and then you know he left. And then uh, Chris Adonis came in towards the end of it and and held down the uh, national championship uh, with with Aldis being the world champion. So it, it did have some gravitas to it, uh, but that was booked that way. And, and I get that Tom Latimer uh, and and Nick. Nick Aldis were friends in real life. I totally get that. And I get Camille was brought in to be like the insurance policy for Nick Aldis. And likewise, the relationship developed between her and Tom. Uh, but, you know, when they threw Royce into that into that mix, remember that was at the Crockett Cup 2019, where Royce and Tom were just kind of thrown together in that wild card battle royal. That's why they were called the wild card. And it was just very uh, peculiar how that team kind of came about. But then they they went on to have a very successful run as tag champions within the NWA and, and solidified that that uh, quartet, if you will, of uh, the Strictly business. And, of course, it evolved to include Adonis, who would win the national championship. But that all happened in the confines of an NWA power ring or an NWA event where this this group, yes, it was an NWA event. But it was different. It was on the road. It was in Australia. It was in a strange land, and and this uh, this consolidation of power, this this uh, this this trio, this quad quartet. Uh, who knows what this uh, group will end up being when it's all said and done? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited for the future of uh, of uh, Southern Six. Yeah, it is really cool, and I really never think of. The um, the champ, Aldis and and Latimer and Adonis and stuff as the four horsemen. I thought of them more of like evolution. Then there you go. Then yeah, absolutely. yeah, that was more of the vibe I got on that one because you know what they were, how they were presenting on that. And uh, but the Southern Six, they're not the horsemen. They're like, again, you're right. They're more the fabulous Freebirds. Um, and the Freebirds had four members too. I mean, you, got, you can't leave out uh, Jimmy Garvin, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Or about Bad Street or Little Richard Marley? I don't remember Little Richard Marley, but I do remember Bad Street. And I also remember Diamond Dallas Page rolling Jimmy Garvin and Michael P.S. Hayes out to the ring. And there was Sir Oliver Humpledink. I think they gave him a different name at the time. So Wow, yeah. you butchered that one. Big Daddy Dink is uh, uh, Sir Oliver Humperdink. Okay. Not Humpel, Humpelstein or whatever you call him. <laughs> I did not call him Hump. No, Humpelstein didn't kill himself. No, that was Epstein. Oh, I'm sorry. This just handed to me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think you need to take some more W. You're running. You're uh, running on empty right now. You know what? So last night uh, during the pre-party, I was feeling a little down, and I had a lot of W. Like I'm talking way more W than usual, and that thing kept me up all night. I I'm not with any sleep right now. I'm I'm on no sleep. So. Uh, Usually it's Michelle that's keeping you up all night, but it was Dubby, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, Michelle is doing her best Rhonda Shear impression, kept me up all night. Um, oh, that's so, a dated reference. Yeah, right? <laughs> but you know, but for those who know, know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Jamming Music Man says, so who's all in the Southern Six at the moment? And uh, so I, I like the way that uh, they kind of fed, fed us to this point, right? Because the Southern Six... All these Australian tapings happened back in April. 
I know it's crazy to think about it because we're just now seeing the footage, but they they did the 312 pay-per-view, right? Then they jumped on a plane to Australia. This is just a month after being in Mexico. Now, Mexico was only for the day, right? But they went to Australia for 15 days, and all that footage that we got or did not get all happened in a course of two weeks, a little more than two weeks in Australia. Then they came back, did some TV tapings to set up for the Crockett cup. They did the Crockett cup, no TV tapings. And one of the things that um, I do believe that they, they had every intention of bringing us the, the Southern six uh, at, at the Crockett cup. I think that was uh, uh, already um, laid out because after Silas Mason lost the national title and EC3 had had accidentally uh, knocked over uh, uh, Poyle Damar, Silas Mason took that big step over her and then walked away, did not, did not pick her up, did not check on her. And the very next night, the very next night when he was out there to face Dan Maff, who was in his corner? Alex Taylor. Now, there was no connection between Alex Taylor and Silas Mason before that night, except for what happened in Australia. If you weren't paying attention to the dirt sheets and guys like J-Cow who are like uh, scouring the internet for NWA news and information, you would have missed out on this whole Southern Six phenomenon that happened in Australia. Because outside of, of uh, Kyle Davis and outside of Joe Galley and outside of the uh, members of that Southern Six, they weren't talking about it. The NWA wasn't exactly uh, promoting this group. I mean, there's no merchandise available. There's, uh, you know, there wasn't really talked about outside of like maybe this podcast. And I think they knew, they realized that, that what they had in Australia was something significant, something special. And I think they started planting the seeds at Crockett Cup. And I think they knew full well after Crockett Cup where they're going with this team because now we know at the TV tapings, we've got Alex Taylor. Excuse me, this is at the charity event. We've got Alex Taylor and uh, Silas Mason teaming up, and they got Danny Deals in their corner. So, I, I mean, when Jammin' Music Man says, who, so who's all in the Southern Six at the moment? Well, we're going to tell you for sure. There's three members that are on the record. We've got – the world junior heavyweight champion, Kerry Morton, Alex Taylor, Silas Mason. Yes, that's all confirmed. We know it. They they, they played their hand at the Crockett, excuse me, not at the Crockett Cup, uh, at the Australian tapings. Sorry, the battery died, but I have another one. It's all right, guys. I'll be right here. Daddy's not gone. Daddy's just dark for the minute. It's, it's weird to refer to myself as daddy to a bunch of mostly men in the chat. Uh, so then we know. We know for a fact that uh, those three are in the group. But then now we also know that, uh, well, we, we don't know, but we can maybe assume or at least speculate that Danny Deals might be part of the group. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel like if Danny Deals is part of the group, maybe this is kind of ha- going to be some sort of a mishmash of the ill begotten. Maybe we're going to see, uh, maybe we're going to see our old pal Jeremiah Plunkett in that group. Uh, what do you think about that, Jaden? Do you think, uh, do you think Plunk, Plunky would make a good addition to that group? Sounds like a Soul Asylum wrestling uh, get together after that. Soul I guess, Asylum. or what was it? S A Saw. Saw. There you go. Yeah. Southern. Uh, Southern. Southern All Star Wrestling. There it is. Yeah. Um. Either way, I think that's a, a bit of a reminder of that. In fact, if you. 
go to our Discord page of the Alliance Discord page. I recently posted a match on Saw between Damian Wayne and Wardell Walker. I think if anybody's listening, DW sounds like he's a member of the Southern. If anybody's going to be that, they should bring in DW. That will make an excellent member of the Southern Six. You know, uh, that's that's a tough one, man, because uh, he'll be the only big man, but man, that'll make him tough as hell. Well, what I'm saying is, like, he's a guy who, I mean, look, for all intents and purposes, should have been NWA World Champion. Um, Controversy. Yeah, that was just the worst thing ever. Um, I, I really feel like that could have been something very special and unique. Uh, Damian Wayne should have been the NWA World Junior, uh, World Heavyweight Champion. By the way, if you're interested in signing up for our Discord, I just put the link in the chat. Um, I don't know if you can click. <laughs> I don't know if you can click on the screen and have it work, but uh, this is it. If you if you want to take a look, it's Discord.gg xxn capital double d y lowercase uk. Um, apparently, apparently the Discord doesn't like double d's. It calls them yuck. Yeah, well, that's weird. But uh, but Damian Wayne, you're right. I mean, he doesn't have a close connection to the NWA currently, but uh, he kind of meets the criteria of being someone from the South and being somebody that could add value to the group. Uh, you know, like I said, Jeremiah Plunkett. But just, uh, you know, looking in the chat, uh, you know, um, I saw somebody. Who would you book to be in the uh, – guys, chat. Who would you book to be in the Southern Six? Matthew Underwood uh, wants to see or imagines that the country gentleman would be part of that Southern Six. Thoughts on that? Um, okay. Uh, give it like a C plus. Um, you know, I'm going to go the opposite direction, and I'm going to say, uh, you know, we just saw them at the Crockett Cup. What about uh, the Heat Seekers? Matt Sigmund and... Uh, and uh, oh, what's the, oh, Elliot Russell? That, that's a good option. I like that option. I mean, I know. Then, Car- go ahead. I'm sorry. I say no. Kerry said homicide. He's from the South Bronx. That counts, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, look. If we're talking about anybody from the South, I mean, what about Luke Hawks? What about PJ Hawks? I think they're having too much fun going heels and uh, being in and Young Rock and stuff like that. But maybe. Yeah. Um, I just think there's a lot of opportunities uh, for that group. Um, who? Yeah, it's up to the chat. Who else do you think would make a good addition to the already announced three? There, you, obviously, we need three more members. So, who do you got? Um, just go about a very unique member since we mentioned him before. When I, what about Jason Kincaid? That would be wild. Again, yeah, a unique look. That'll bring them some. That'll bring some. Uh, Attention to the Southern Six. Uh, yeah, and and again, it's uh, somebody who's very talented in the ring uh, would be a uh, a bolster for the junior heavyweight division immediately. Um, yeah, and, and it kind of ties it back to uh, innovative, which uh, you know, if, if they're going to be getting bookings outside of the NWA, I mean, you want to be attractive to, especially the the promotions that uh, could potentially want to use you innovative or or even like joe kazana's promotions all these are based in tennessee within you know four or five hour uh radius um so both of those are potentially even damian wayne again i think he lives in uh in uh, tennessee these days as well he does Um, 
going back to the chat, I just want to bring up some more things. Uh, Matthew Underwood thinks that Ricky sh should be the manager. Uh, it kind of feels like Danny Dills might become the manager, uh, but we'll see how that plays out. James H. Jackson uh, says in July, Kerry will be defending in Canada two times. Uh, one of those defenses is 100% for certain. The defense that he, the, the match that he has in uh, Calgary with Dungeon Championship Wrestling, he, he said on the show is not necessarily for the World Junior Heavyweight title, but he might bring it and uh, put it on the line. We'll have to see about that. Is that um, Calgary Dramatic Pause, Alberta, Canada? You, you better know it, man. If I could be serious for a moment. Um, Jamming Music Man says, I like Strictly Business in the early days of NWA Power. You know, I think everybody did. I don't think anybody really had beef with uh, with how they were presenting Strictly Business. Um, the only I problem I had with Strictly Business back then is Camille talked too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's gotten better on the mic. But I do feel like she, yeah. Oh, wait, you're being silly, huh? Yeah, she didn't say anything. Right over my head. Uh, Willie says Laredo Kid or Chris Saban would be great opponents for Kerry Morton. Laredo, oh, yeah. Laredo Kid, uh, I don't know what his status is right now. I think he's a free agent. I know he was most recently linked to Impact Wrestling, as well as Chris Saban. He's your current X Division champion in Impact Wrestling. But, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Either one of those guys would be fun to see Kerry test his medal against them. Laredo Kid again, uh, is going to be more of that high-flying Lucha Libre style. And, and you know, to be perfectly honest, so is Chris Saban. Uh, both those styles would not necessarily play up to – carry strengths in the southern wrestling but again style clashes sometimes make for the best matches who knows what we would see out of that because we know all know billy's listening hey billy i can call you billy right uh what about fuego de sell he's currently uh he's currently without work you know <laughs> here's an interesting one that i know will never happen what about cahagas yeah i mean i don't Gary's think in florida a lot why not <laughs> that's true sullivan, sullivan you can make it happen kevin sullivan can make it happen uh, not necessarily a member of the Southern Six, but also uh, somebody you're familiar with, Lindsay Dorado, I think would be an excellent uh, opponent to have Kerry Morton face off. Oh, yeah, he's Floridian now. He's originally from Pensacola, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, Matthew Underwood wants to point out that Royce Isaacs looked jacked on Rampage last week. Isaacs most recently has been competing for New Japan Strong, part of that uh, the, the filthy family with Tom Lawler. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see him still wrestling. Um, but he he's long been uh, divorced from the uh, NWA. Uh, Willie Bowen says Paul Jones had a group of wrestlers in his stable. Yes. Uh, what was that? The, uh, what was his stable group called? I know there was uh, a Paul Jones army. <laughs> there it is. That, that, that should have been easy for me to know. You know what? I was mixing up uh, Paul Jones's army with uh, Gary Hart's uh, uh JTEX Corporation, is that what it was? Yeah, the JTEX Corporation. How badass would that have been uh, in a modern-day NWA if you were to have, like, a former champion? Let's say, I don't know, hmm, let's say Jax Dane, and, and you partnered him up with, uh, I don't know, an up-and-coming uh, Japanese talent. Uh, you can pick that name. We know you couldn't pronounce it. Yeah, probably not. I might be able to pick it. You couldn't pronounce it. And Jeremy said, I love Rhonda Shear. Who didn't? Yeah, I she did. had me up all night. 
I think she was considered the most downloaded woman before Sunny in the WWE. I think I could be wrong about that. Remember when that was a thing? Like AOL kept track of how many times people downloaded photos of Sunny. Yeah, I miss Chris. I miss Chris. You say Chris, I I literally have been thinking about him so much lately that I had a photo of him ready to go. Chris Candido, man, that dude uh, gone too soon, way way too soon. It's been a few years now, but it still stings, man. It still stings. I I feel like he had a lot more to offer. Of course, you know it's it's tragic when anyone passes away, but you know as a fan of wrestling, and you know I've I've God. Could you imagine if he was still around today? I mean, he obviously he'd be a lot older, but he could still be wrestling, especially like in a promotion like the NWA, or or even like uh, when Adam Pierce was World's Heavyweight Champion. Could you imagine an Adam Pierce versus Chris Candido feud? Yes, I can. I think that'd have been great stuff. He would have been a dog, I'm sure. He's the reason Doctor Zirconium uh, did dog. He's one of the influences of dog. People don't know that. A lot of the, the two major influences of Doug when it first started were Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert, and Chris Candido. Wow. Doctor, yeah, two of Dr. Z's favorites, and two of mine, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, good choices. Uh, James H. Jackson uh, also points out Kerry's making another title defense this Friday for 3XW in Des Moines, Iowa at Woolies. Yeah, we, we also brought that up, James. He's, his schedule, I mean, look, his schedule is, is pretty uh, deep. And uh, I, I lost my uh, schedule that I had it for him, but uh, I'll just roll up the graphics one more time. I mean, real he's... quick, it's Des Moines and it's not kissing me and Des Moines. It's making sure people know that. Thank, thank you for calling people, making sure that everyone knows that my California education it was inferior to your, uh, your, your, your education in New Jersey. All right. Yeah, my, my four degrees. You you did go to a lot of school. Um, Old school. I don't yeah. mean the Empire. I just watched that match the other day from uh, from the uh, Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators event. Beware of dog. And uh, man, that patch guy is crazy. Uh, we got <laughs> we got Kerry Morton defending against Dak Draper this Friday. Then uh, next week, July, or I, I guess in two weeks, July 8th, he'll be defending against Mo Jabari. Maybe. Is, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, this is uh, this is where he pointed out that the title isn't necessarily on the not on the line. You can see in the graphic he's not even holding the belt. So uh, I, I maybe they're negotiating forward for that. Then the TV tapings take place on July 9th. He won't be at the charity event. Uh, his match was already booked before the charity event was planned, so he'll be there uh, most assuredly in Highland Park on the on the ninth uh, for the two o'clock and six o'clock showing. Then uh, he'll be in what city is this again, Jaden? Well, it's not Kissimmee; it's Kissimmee. He'll be in Kissimmee, Florida, on Friday, July fourteenth, as he defends against Dino Babic, who is. Uh, uh, I believe he's Croatian and, and has spent a lot of time wrestling on the uh, in the United Kingdom. This will be his uh, more or less breakthrough uh, match here in the United States. And then he returns back to Canada on the West Coast or on the East Coast this time in Ontario. That's on July 22nd. Uh, well, he'll, he'll be taking on Von Vertigo, who's recently been making some headlines, recently appeared on an episode of Busted Open Radio. And then he'll be at Boca Raton 
Oh, I had my dates mixed up against Allen S2S Martinez and mentioned that there's a few more other matches that he'll be participating in uh, during that weekend. So, uh, yeah, Kerry's, Kerry's going to be a very busy man as of late. Uh, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if we see some more dates pop up very, very soon. And, of course, he said he's booked till October, Jaden. Uh, you know, we used to hear about talents being booked so far out of reach that it was uh, detrimental to the NWA. Uh, do you feel like that is the case these days? Well, no, because the NWA runs, what, 10 times a year? Yeah. You know, these guys got to make money somehow. Billy might pay them a lot. And, uh, you know, that, that lake house on the on the river house, whatever it is, is really expensive. <laughs> but he's got to get those, that booking money somehow. Champ's got a lot of tequila to buy. That's right. What, what kind of tequila is he buying? Is, is he buying the Rocks tequila? Which one is he buying? Is he buying Clooney's tequila? Uh, no, he's buying the, the stuff that's, that's filtered through diamonds. He's a champ. <laughs> I want you to go shot or shot with them when you're at the 75th oh, or that's, 76th or whatever the day, whatever. That's not going to happen. Uh, your boy Jay has become a lightweight. I, I don't drink nearly as much as I used to. And I, I, I think I can do one. And I, in fact, actually I'm allergic to tequila. I found out that recently. So that wouldn't be fun for anybody. Um, some more of the comments in the chat. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Rhonda's uh, chesticles. Uh, Mike says that yes, Damien should have been champ. Any champ, any champ, but got the effed. Um, Mike also said, Carrie, Silas, Elliot Russell, Baby Doll's daughter, and Mims. That's a unique idea, Samantha Star, because she's currently not involved with a single group as it stands. Huh. Third generation wrestler. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Uh, and then, and then also, yes, and Kincaid, the ties to NWA Smoky Mountain, not just Innovate. Uh, Matthew Underwood says that Young Rock is dead. I we actually knew that. I knew that. And then Mike says, "Oh God, no deals as manager. What the f? He gonna do? Mail people Southern Six shirts to fans who pay eleven dollars for shipping. Take two weeks for it to hit the customers' home, and then see it's in a plastic shipping bag." I know I didn't get the uh, veracity that Mike probably had when he typed it, but uh, you get the point. Uh, Willie, maybe Bowen. maybe they should get somebody from Southern Canada and get the Canadian line out of retirement. You are not on <laughs> Facebook, are you? <laughs> Very rarely, you know that. Damian Wayne, interestingly enough, has been talking quite a bit about the the Canadian Lion. And I don't think he would want to be anywhere near that guy. I mean, I wouldn't either, to be quite honest with you. Um, Matthew Underwood seconds the uh, Fuego carry match for Highland Park. That would be, you know, I, I mean, look, I don't know what the plans are for Highland Park, but, uh, you know, we don't know what they're going to do for the 75th. All this is up in the air without having the TV tapings already. Like, uh it's kind of like a clean slate when they get to the Highland Park. Everything after the Crockett Cup, I mean, uh, no titles really changed hands. Uh, the, the most, you know, most of the gimmicks, uh, you know, the only real gimmick change was uh, uh, Austin Idol, you know, punching his son Scion right in the face and 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 then knocking out Clearwater with the knuckles. So. Uh, other than that, everything's pretty much the same. So we'll see how it turns out. Oh, well, I guess Ricky Morton turning heel too. 
then uh, more comments. Matthew says Limelight would book him everywhere. Good for Kerry. Uh, James says, I remember he recently tweeted he had already defended the title over 60 times. I don't know if that's accurate that uh, Kerry defended the title 60 times, but I mean, just, and I, I, I tell you this because I know that uh, cage match is not entirely accurate, but they show him well over 19 title changes. And I mean, he's beaten guys like Colby Carino, Brian Pillman, Jimmy Lloyd, Alex Taylor, Jack Hartwell, Jared Fulton, uh, Rick Reeves and Kane Justice, Joe Alonzo twice, Bobby Bishop, Adam Brooks, Matt Diamond, uh, Slex, Adam Hoffman, Evan Goldman. So, I mean, he's he's racked up a lot of defenses. I mean, this is kind of like a – it comes down to like a, your genuine traveling champion. Like Camille and, 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 and Carrie are the ones holding it down right now. I guess you could also add uh, La Rebellion as well, but uh, not a whole lot of – God-awful, ugly-ass Mexican AAA tag team belts. You don't like those belts? No. They're all, they're not quite Mountain State bad, but they're definitely not much better. Uh, yeah, I mean you're right, uh, but hey, I'm all about uh, I'm I I like seeing the um, the champions kind of breaking new ground and seeing what else is out there. You know, I listened to a lot of Rebellion on uh, on our pal Gary Horn's uh, live stream with the the NWA group, and uh, they mentioned wanting to take the titles uh, and wrestle in Japan. You know, uh, Daga has recently captured uh, one half of the junior heavyweight tag titles in Japan with Pro Wrestling Noah. So uh, who knows? Maybe that's a possibility down the road. Uh, James H. Jackson says that traveling champs, if only we could have a traveling world's heavyweight champion. He does travel. <laughs> For book signings. Well, I was going to say he's got a world tour going through the buffets. <laughs> And you know he, he's got his own gravity. He's like kind of like the Death Star. He's, that's no moon. Have you in in New Jersey? I don't think we've ever talked about this before. Do you guys have Korean barbecue? Yes. Okay. I could imagine that Tyrus could run one of those places out of business in one night. We have Chinese buffets. We have Korean barbecue. Uh, we have Golden Corrals. I and that's yeah, you know, they're not very good, but we have them. Yeah. Uh, the Atlantic City is loaded with some good buffets and some not-so-good ones. Why didn't you take me to Atlantic City when I came and visited you? I don't know. You wanted to go see... Um, Bansky. The, the, yeah, I was going to say Pollo. Bansky. No, I thought it was Busky. I thought we were going to see hang out with Eric Martin. I was confused. Yeah, I wish he would have had his shirts for you. Well, I'll pick one up when he has them. Um, and then... Uh, Willie says Camille and Carrie Morton have defended their titles uh, more than the Pillsbury Doughboy tires defending the 10 pounds of gold. That's a hundred percent true. Uh, <laughs> you got me on that one. Uh, Matt Underwood says, James, I like the idea of a national championship hitting the other mid major promotions defy MLW impact global. I, I don't consider impact to be one of the mid uh, major promotions. I, I mean, defy, I don't even know if I would consider Defy one of the mid ones. Um, MLW, definitely. GCW, I, I would say so. Impact, I would put a little bit higher than this group. And and Defy, I would probably put a little bit lower than this group. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with that either. Like, uh, 
it would be kind of neat to see EC3 going out there and defending the title in, in other markets. You know, one of the cool things when I, uh, Trevor Murdoch was the national champion is he was able to take that belt to uh, SWE Fury, the Southern Wrestling Entertainment Fury, that promotion based in Texas when they had TV and was able to defend the title out there. That was kind of cool to see live uh, on, well, not live, but uh, watch it on YouTube. And uh, yeah, it'd be kind of neat if EC3 was able to do something like that. You you agree or disagree? Uh, anytime a champion gets out there and then defends the championship, that's a good thing for not just the NWA with the champion and the belt itself and the challengers. It's all good for everybody and the promotion. Yeah. And the fans. <laughs> Devin, Devin Dowling uh, just showed up. Devin, uh, when you, when this show ends, which will be relatively soon, in fact, probably like in nine next- hours from now. No, no, like in five to 10 minutes, uh, go back and check the interview out with, uh, Kerry Morton. He was on something tonight. It was a lot of fun. I think you'll appreciate it. Yeah. And he was drinking the rocks tequila, I think. Uh, Matthew Underwood says, if only Tyrus did TV on Paramount and was in the booth for the NWA as a thanks for making me champ. I, I, I don't know what you can do with Tyrus because I think the man, right? The man Tyrus, like, you know. If you push uh, him back in the ocean, I think that's a good start. Damn. <laughs> damn. As a man, you know, stepping away from the ring, I think is hard for everybody. And sometimes when you step away from the ring, you really legitimately have to step away from the sport. I don't know. You know, Tim Storm had made a wonderful, beautiful transition from being an in-ring talent to being on commentary. He, he might not be the greatest commentator ever, but he does a pretty solid job for the NWA. Uh, if you could do that with Tyrus, I think that'd be interesting. But, you know, the pay scale, I think that Billy pays – uh, Tyrus is a little bit higher than pretty much everyone else on the roster. So I, I don't That's know. because they pay him by the pound. Oh, shit. Uh, and then Devin Dowling says, I'm liking Kenzie Page carrying that women's TV championship everywhere. Kenzie and Kylie faced Sawyer Wreck and Ryu from GCW Saturday. It was an effing bloodbath. I don't watch GCW, but I know Kenzie is double tough. That, that woman is tougher than a lot of men that I know. And uh, it's kind of fun to see the maturation process of Kenzie Page. When she showed up in the NWA, I did not have a lot of kind things to say about her. But watching her grow in this role as a a dominant champion, uh, as a heel, uh, it almost feels weird to say is Kenzie Page was sweet little Kenzie Page is now one of the most ferocious uh, members on the roster. It, it, it's for sure kind of interesting, but I, I'm not watching Game Changer Wrestling. Not for her, not not for Carrie Morton, none of them. Yeah, come on. We all know you're a huge, huge Joey Janela fan. No. Like, uh, I was mad at Dave Marquez for booking him at the, uh, at the uh, uh, red carpet rumble. I did not care for him. You know, there's a, there's a big show coming to Tijuana. It's Game Changer Wrestling. And I have absolutely no desire to go. I, I'm, I'm actually going to another show in Tijuana very, very soon. I had thought about going to the AAA show, but it's going to be at a baseball arena, and I don't think I can get a lot of good content there. Uh, but there, there's another show that's going to be featuring talent from CMLL at the Auditorium de Tijuana, which is uh, the only place I've seen wrestling in uh, in Tijuana. 
So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but um, I, I have no desire to go see Game Changer in Tijuana, that's for sure. Uh, Jaden, I, man, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. I, I knew this was going to be a short show tonight. I didn't realize it'd be this short. I, I know Carrie wow. had to take off a little bit early, but thank you for holding it down with me. Uh, DK is on assignment. He should be rejoining us next Thursday. Um, I don't even know if there's an episode of power next Thursday. No, there's never an episode of power on Thursday. Uh, excuse me. I don't know if there's a new episode of power on Tuesday. Well, when when uh, DK is not on assignment eating corn, he'll be here joining us, and you know probably I'll be here unless um, Power doesn't allow me to be, and I don't mean the NWA Power. Well, I want to take this moment to wish you a very special 29th birthday. Uh, you know, uh, you're finally uh, hitting your prime. I think uh, I think the world of you, uh, Jaden, and I uh, appreciate you being a part of this podcast. Well, Happy thank birthday you. to you, sir. Um, I'm going to be 29 years old, finally. Me and my pretty eyes that Jay likes to flirt with uh, will be probably doing absolutely nothing, but <laughs> we'll know. Well, go get yourself a steak sandwich and go see a movie. I might. There's not really a lot of playing. I was looking into that, but there's not a lot out there now that it really catches my attention that's not already out in the theater that I can watch on you know another channel. I want to see the Flash movie. Hey, it went by too fast. <laughs> like that. All right. Uh, that's a good place to wrap it up. Again, uh, thank you guys for being here. There will not be a, a podcast tomorrow. This Let's is do it anyway. I won't be there. Let's do it anyway. What would we talk about? Um, We could talk about corn. It's a big lump of knobs. It's got the juice. It's got the juice. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. I just hope he's not eating it long ways. <laughs> you crack yourself up way too much. You know, if you keep that up, Dubby may take his partnership away. <laughs> I, you know, maybe they should because uh, I didn't sleep very well last night. But we know he's doing his job. Normally, you're the jabroni that's doing the job around here. No, uh, last night I was looking up at the lights. It just weren't the lights I want to be looking up at. All right, so that, that's going to do it, guys. Uh, again, thank you for checking us out. For those of you that hung out with us and the other Alliance guys earlier tonight, appreciate you. Uh, like I said, it won't be a show tomorrow, but we will be back to our regularly scheduled program next week, uh, Tuesday with a pre-party, Wednesday, again, the other Alliance guys, and Thursdays, uh, the home, the originator, the place that we started it all, the Alliance guys. The mothership. What's that? The mothership. Oh, that's good. The mothership. We should start using that. No, we uh, can't because uh, other people use it first. And Dusty Rhodes still was, was kind of the originator. Damn it, Dusty. Still all the good ideas. Until next time, we'll see you at the matches. Are you ready? Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.